Oh. Um, Mr. Kelly. Oh, hey, Sergeant. What's all this? With all the time I've been home, I put in a Zen garden. What an amazing place to balance your chi. It is. And with a personal loan from PenFed, I was able to borrow the entire cost, up to $50,000, at a great low rate with no hidden fees and a simple pre-qualify. But you're not in the military. Everyone gets great rates at PenFed, whether you're in uniform or not. I feel more enlightened already. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash loans. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCOA. Hi, I'm John Bear, the host and lead researcher for Stories of Sacrifice, American POW-MIA podcast, and the U.S. POW-MIA family locating. A free forensic genealogy public service I provide to support POW-MIA families trying to get their loved one identified and brought home. First, I want to thank you, our listeners, for your interest in the Stories of Sacrifice podcast. Our goal with the podcast is to tell the world about the sacrifice these brave heroes gave for the freedoms we enjoy every day. They gave our country their last full measure. They give us their tomorrow for our freedom today. Second, we would like to raise public awareness that thousands of these heroes from World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and the Cold War have still not yet been found or returned to the United States, with many still buried as unknowns in our own national cemeteries, their families still waiting for our government to disinter and identify them. So what can you do to support this important mission? First, if you are a relative of a missing in action service member, you can visit the Defense POW-MIA Accounting Agency website for more information about providing a family reference DNA sample. If you want more information, you can also contact me at john at USPOWMIAFamilyLocating.com. Even if you're not related to an MIA, you can contact your members of Congress to request they allocate enough funding to support the POWMIA mission and to change the DPAA policy to a DNA lead process and create additional public partnerships to disinter and process the remains for those that are buried as unknown. You can also help us in our mission by sharing these podcast stories with your friends, family, and consider sharing them on your own social media. We would also appreciate if you could leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. You can also visit www.storiesofsacrifice.org and leave us a review there. You can visit our affiliate links on our website where we will earn a small commission on your purchases and no extra cost to you. If you feel moved to do so, please visit our donation links on our website to help us continue this important mission. Just sharing these stories helps us greatly and we cannot thank you enough for listening. Sit back and relax and we hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to Stories of Sacrifice, World War II, American POW-MIA's podcast. The voice of the missing in action and the voice of those buried as unknowns in our national cemeteries. I'm your host and lead researcher, John Bear. Over 75,000 service members are still listed as missing in action from World War II. Of those, over 30,000 are currently listed as active pursuit by the Defense POW-MIA Accounting Agency. 
Active pursuit, meaning they could possibly be identified with the proper family reference sample DNA being on file with the Armed Forces DNA Identification Laboratory at Dover Air Force Base in Delaware. The process of donating DNA reference material is easy, painless, and free of charge. If you are the relative of a missing service member, you can contact the service casualty office of the MIA for information on how to provide a DNA sample. The service casualty office will mail mail to your home a DNA donor kit that contains a donor consent form, instruction form, three cheek swabs, and a shipping envelope. All you have to do is fill out the paperwork, rub the inside of your cheek with the swabs, place the swabs back into the containers, and affix the label. The collected samples are then placed in a pre-addressed and prepaid envelope and then mailed to the Armed Forces DNA Identification Lab at Dover. That's it. It's a completely painless process. To get more information about your missing in action relative, you can visit our website, uspowmiafamilylocating.com. And we can help you to determine if your relative is currently listed on the DPAA active pursuit list and the next steps to help get them identified. Just visit our website or email john at uspowmiafamilylocating.com. Today's Story of Sacrifice podcast is brought to you by our friends at the 10 missingcom website. This is the second part in the series to Lieutenant Alexander Nininger, who was the first Medal of Honor recipient of World War II. Hide and seek at the West Point Cemetery. First Lieutenant Ira Cheney's remains were identified, then misplaced, then buried at, the we- at West Point. Then the Army buried the report that showed they had buried the wrong remains. Ira Cheney's remains have been identified and his family wanted him buried at the U.S. at the U.S. Military Academy, so the Army obliged and provided some unidentified remains and a headstone with Cheney's name on it. Problem solved until someone figured out they had buried the wrong remains, and they might be those of the Medal of Honor recipient. The Army's 1950 investigation by the identification branch confirmed what many people had already begun to figure out. The remains buried at the USMA Post Cemetery could not be Cheney because they were found in the Abake Churchyard, and that location was in enemy hands at the time of Cheney's death. Even worse, Colonel Clark had told everyone that Nininger had been buried in the Abake Churchyard where the supposed Cheney remains were obtained so they could be the remains of First Lieutenant Nininger or First Lieutenant Maynard. In the most recent DPAA file on Ira Cheney, they state, First Lieutenant Ira B. Cheney Jr., service number 023965, served in the 57th Infantry Regiment Philippine Scouts in the early months of the Pacific Theater of World War II. Actively engaged in combat on the Bataan Peninsula on multiple occasions, First Lieutenant Cheney was the recipient of the Distinguished Service Cross. He was killed in action on Bataan on 30 or 31 January 1942. While the remains recovered from the Abake Churchyard on 3 February 1948 were identified as First Lieutenant Cheney and buried at the West Point Cemetery, there is strong evidence indicating that a misidentification occurred. Details relating to his loss and the identification process can be found in both First Lieutenant Cheney's standard individual deceased personnel file and in the now declassified version of the individual deceased personnel file. Whether through incompetence or devious bit of genius, we'll never know. 
but the investigation report directed that the unknowns from the two cemetery at Marvialis, rather than those in Agloma, Aquanon, where the battle occurred, should be reviewed to determine if any of them were Cheney. Of course they were not Cheney, as there were at least 10 closer locations in the vicinity of Marvialis, where the casualties from the 45th and the 57th Scout units were buried. There is no evidence that any casualties from these units were ever buried in the two cemeteries referenced in the report. In an excerpt from the Bataan Cemetery plot location key showing the casualties of the 45th and 57th Infantry were buried in two cemeteries at Quanon Point and other locations in the vicinity of Marvialis. Number 6 Cemetery Marvialis, kilometer 180 on the west road, rear of the SH on edge of Barrow. And then there was number 7 on the west road, end, end of side road to the west, about kilometer 188. And then number eight was at Quantum Point, north of the river. Number nine at Quantum Point, north of the river, at the cross trails, where they believed to be Major Sam Jonas and, and chauffeur X Eckerson were buried. And in the X-File for the missing in action soldier uh, X3984, showing the recovery remains from Angloma Cemetery and that it was considered to be in the vicinity of Marvialis. In the X-File X3984, Included a remark saying ID disc bearing numbers 67 7117. The rest of the numbers were illegible. This could be any of the nine men who the numbers in, in the army serial number, but only one man was in that unit that was at the Battle of the Points. That was Corporal Sylvester Mancella. His service number is 6737117, 45th Infantry Regiment, Philippine Scouts. His date of death was January 31st, 1942. Corporal Mancella is still listed as missing in action. By 1949, the Cheney family was getting a little impatient with the Army's failure to return the remains of their son, so they took their complaint to their congressman, Richard Nixon. Mr. Cheney Sr. told Rep. Nixon that Colonel Clark had told them that their son was buried 12 steps to the right of the south center door of the Abake Church. Going to the classified IDPF in their statement, under Cheney Ira B. Jr., 1st Lieutenant, service number 023965, Representative Nixon of California is interested in this case in behalf of the father, who is dissatisfied with the failure of the Army to give him what he considers adequate evidence that it has done anything toward the recovery of the remains of his son. The father informs Mr. Nixon that he has interviewed Colonel G.S. Clark in San Francisco. Colonel Clark, who was described by the father as his son's superior, stated that this interview that Lieutenant Cheney was killed by machine gun fire and was buried in the churchyard at Abake, 12 steps to the right of the south center door, presumably the door to the church. The father has other complaints. In their recommendations, it was recommended that pending clarification of this case, proceedings toward declaring the remains non-recoverable be suspended and that all possible information bearing on the case be assembled with a view to requesting further and more specific action by the field. The Army dug what Colonel Clark said. They found remains and quickly identified them as First Lieutenant Ira Cheney. Going back to the classified report, with the headquarters of the American Graves Registration Service Far Eastern Zone, on 13 March 1948, under case history for the remains considered identifiable, Cheney, Ira B., 1st Lieutenant, 023965, 
Section 2, Colonel George S. Clark, commanding officer of 1st Lieutenant Cheney, stated that the decedent was buried in the Abake Catholic Churchyard in in an isolated burial, 12 steps right of the south center door of the church. Remains recovered as Lieutenant Cheney are in agreement with this statement of Colonel Clark. Note at the bottom, it says, previously cleared by this section before field board findings were forwarded to this section. Back to the classified report. Cheney, Ira B. Jr., serial number 023965, section 2, note attached, copy of the letter to the next of kin advising them of this status and forwarding reply form for their completion. At the bottom, section 1, copy of the letter to next of kin has been forwarded to the Honorable Richard M. Nixon and Lieutenant Colonel Joseph A. Prell. So on February 24, 1949, the remains recovered from Abake Churchyard were buried in the U.S. Military Academy Post Cemetery. But two years later, it must have dawned on somebody that First Lieutenant Cheney was killed in action in Agloa Bay more than 30 miles from Abake and more than a week after Abake was in enemy hands. Going back to the classified IDPF, they put in some additional conclusions the remains presently interred at the West Point Academy Cemetery is 1st Lieutenant Ira B. Cheney, Jr., Army Serial Number 023965, are not those of Lieutenant Cheney. Section B, Lieutenant George S. Clark gave incorrect information which led to the recovery and identification of the remains at West Point of those of Lieutenant Cheney. Down on Section E, this branch will flag the case of the following decedents pending reinvestigation since Colonel Clark is believed to have given incorrect information relative to the burial of the remains of Lieutenant Alexander Ninninger Jr., First Lieutenant Arthur W. Green, Lieutenants Kenneth L. Wilson, David W. Maynard, and John C. Compton. Section F. The case of the five decedents listed in paragraph E above will be reinvestigated simultaneously because of the similarity of death and burial information pertaining to each. The Army Reviews concluded that, number one, the remains buried at West Point were not those of Lieutenant Cheney. Number two, Colonel Clark had provided incorrect information concerning the burials. And number three, Colonel Clark also provided incorrect information concerning the burials of Lieutenants Nininger, Green, Wilson, Maynard, and Compton. Going back to the classified IDPF, Under Recommendation Section 10, it states in Part D that if the remains are identified and the transfer is accomplished, that the remains now at the West Point be reprocessed by an anthropologist in an attempt to identify them as either Lieutenant Maynard or Lieutenant Nininger. It also dawned on the Army that the remains buried at West Point had come from Albuquerque Churchyard, and they believed that First Lieutenant Nininger had really been buried in that location. Apparently, they didn't realize that the belief that Ninninger was buried in the churchyard was based on incorrect information that was also provided by Colonel Clark. Finding the remains of someone who had been awarded the Medal of Honor and buried in the wrong grave would not look good for the Army. So going back to the classified file, in Section 3, it states, In view of the information furnished next of kin of Ninninger, Compton, Green, Wilson, Maynard, and Cheney by Colonel Clark, it is believed advisable that a personal visit be made to those next to kin in cases where the remains are determined non-recoverable. It is also deemed advisable 
to personally contact Lieutenant Lilly, Captain Anthony, Colonel Clark, and Major Olson to explain our findings of non-recoverability so that they can guide themselves in future correspondence they may have with the next of kin. There was only one thing left to do, cover up their history of mistakes and the bungling, smooth things over with the families, get the witnesses to all tell the same story, and hide the records. They neglected the first rule of cover-ups, don't write anything down. When this previously classified file became public in 2019, the Department of Defense quickly and quietly disinterred the Cheney grave at the West Point Cemetery. Upon examination, they determined that the remains were non-Caucasian. To date, the remains of First Lieutenant Cheney have not been identified. Lieutenants Nininger, Wilson, Compton, Green, and Maynard are buried as unknowns in the Manila American Cemetery. The Army still clings to the theory that Nininger was buried in the Abake churchyard. This concludes today's Story of Sacrifice podcast. Stay tuned over the next few weeks as we bring you more to the series of Lieutenant Alexander Ninager and Ira B. Cheney. And I want to say thank you to our friends at, at batanmissing.com for their research and guidance in this podcast. Thank you for listening to Stories of Sacrifice, World War II American POW MIAs in the Philippines. This has been a production of the U.S. MIA Family Locating. You can find us on the web at uspowmiafamilylocating.com. Opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and given in the best intention. Overall, the POWMIA accounting community is doing what it can with limited resources. It is our hope additional federal funding will be provided along with additional partnerships established to disinter and process the remains of our own knowns located in the national cemeteries. You can help by contacting your congressional representatives and asking that they implement a DNA lead policy for those unknown POW MIAs. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Parent-Teacher Night. Oh, yes, Miss Garner. If you have one of those airline credit cards, you're probably not earning double miles on every purchase. You're right. My card only gets extra miles on some types of purchases. With the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles everywhere. Wait, but where can we use them? You can use Capital One Venture Miles on any travel purchase. Venture gets an A+. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.